Hello, welcome back in. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'm so, so glad to be here. My name is Adam Steiner. This is the podcast Builder vs. Buyer. It's a podcast dedicated to the home building industry, making builders and buyers better through advice and education. Um, today is episode 21, the luxury home tour highlights. But before I get to that, I just wanted to say uh, thanks. There was a bunch of great um, feedback from the episode from Molly last week. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, I don't know if you know personally, personal note about me. Um, Molly is one of my sisters and my sisters are twins. So with twin sisters, there comes a lot of um, family dynamics, let's say. So the fact that I had one twin on before another has caused a little a little personal drama in the family, so to speak, quote unquote, just kidding. Um, but yeah, so my sister Megan, the one that wasn't on the podcast was like, hey, what gives? Why, why did you ask Molly on and not even reach out to me? So don't worry, I will have Megan on soon. Megan is also in the industry. She sells homes for Steiner Homes. Um, a company I work with closely, obviously, and that's my dad's company. Um, so yeah, we will we will be sure to talk to her. So if Megan, if you're listening, um, yeah, you will you will get your chance to shine. Um, okay, back to today's topic: the luxury home tour. So as I mentioned last week, the the Midwest is kind of a unique market in that it's. Um, it's a little slower to adapt design features, changes, floor plans, exterior styles, all that. The the Californias and Colorados seem to jump on those trends quicker. Um, the East Coast, a little bit different, but still quicker um, changes in style. Whereas in, in the Midwest, you still see a lot rooted in the traditional homes and the craftsman homes and um, a lot a lot of those things. But I do find that there are some cities and marketplaces quote unquote, leading the way. And I do think I'm in one right now in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. Um, there's just a lot of really neat houses that go up here and kind of dip their toes into the the more modern um, stylings without without going full-fledged, you know, um, abstract home design, all that. It still, it still looks like, a lot of them look like, you know, traditional craftsman homes and, and all that. So, um and yeah, I um, I got out to see two homes this weekend, one by Charles Cudd and the other by Kutina Builders. Um, both great houses, really, really beautiful. I was planning on doing more, but my um, my daughter wanted to go with me. Um, and yeah, it's she's at an age where it's, it's kind of exciting to do stuff like this with her. So I couldn't say no, but that means the attention span might be a little shorter. But um, yeah, so I got out to see two homes, which were great. I, absolutely beautiful. Um, and this being the luxury home tour. So they're, they're a little on the higher end. I think they were both listed for over a million, um, both on multi acre sites, um, both looking out over some wetland, just beautiful, beautiful houses. So today, what I wanted to do to dive in was just when I'm walking through a home, what am I seeing? What, what excites me? Um, what features are new up and coming? What, what should you guys be thinking about if you're a builder looking to incorporate this into your, standard features or option package, or you're a client looking to build and you just want to know what's out there, what's new, what's what's fun and what's fresh. Um, so what I saw a lot of, I, obviously I'm, I'm going to try and stay away from the generic open floor plans, you know, that type of commentary. I don't know that that's super helpful. I think everybody knows kind of what layout they want, but these are all open floor plans. I will say what these builders did well though, 
is with the open open floor plan, they did a lot of ceiling height variety. So mixing up that ceiling height between the kitchen and great room, there's a different ceiling height with the great room being vaulted and the kitchen lowered. I think the kitchen had a tray and one um, arches separating the spaces. Just a really a really neat way to define the spaces and still keep those visual sight lines open. Um, so if you're if you're thinking about an open floor plan, I highly recommend this. Um, I've been to lots of big box chain stores and they're all open floor plans and none of them seem homey or nice. So take that into consideration. Um, and then another note on the floor plan. So both these plans that I walked through were ranches, or if you're in the um, Twin Cities area, we call them ramblers up here, um, which means the owner suite is on the main floor um, and there's no upstairs. Um, so a one level home um, in other parts of the country. Um, and both of these plans, surprisingly for um, some markets, there's only one bedroom on the main floor plan. That's the owner suite. And then they had, they were both walkout basements, had fully finished basements with, I think, two or three bedrooms downstairs. So what the, the reason these builders are doing this, this is my guess, um, the, re- the reason builders are doing this could be partially a cost implication. So to get the additional bedroom off of that main floor, like if you think about a, a three or four bedroom ranch, you're, you're pushing up to 2,200, 2,400 square feet, even a modest size one. And the biggest, the biggest single factor in your cost, there are tons of factors, but the biggest single factor will always be your footprint size. So um, be able to consolidate that. Usually if you have a three-bedroom ranch and you end up building 2,400-square-foot ranch, then you put a basement below that, it's just a giant cavernous space that usually goes unfinished because the budget was spent building the structure, which is fine. And maybe you finish it later and have an awesome basement. But I find most homes that do the three or four bedroom on the main floor, usually they could have done two or three of those in the basement and been fine. Um, we actually live in a house like this now where the only bedroom we use is on the main floor and my kids are in the basement. I thought it would be weird. We actually really enjoy it. There's a level then for the adults after the kids go to bed and the kids have their own level downstairs. Um, and thinking about it, like these builders as well, um, I'm guessing their market is empty nesters or soon to be empty nesters. So they don't mind that their kids aren't sharing the same floor. They're not, these are the clients that aren't, don't typically have, you know, young, young children that they're waking up in the middle of the night to go feed and change diapers and all that. So it makes, it makes sense from their standpoint. Um, a couple other things, these plans did really well that just recess niches. Um, they did a great job at, what I would call like dummy framing. So you would, you would frame a thicker wall in places, which seems like you're throwing away square footage. Typically a non-bearing interior wall is a two by four wall. These walls would be framed at anywhere from eight to 12 inches thick so that on one side, you can then carve out of that eight to 12 inches to put in a like little recessed area to place a bed or to place a piece of furniture um, sometimes these were, these were trimmed out with shiplap and, um, board and batten looking material. Um, just a really, really nice look. Um, but it, it, it's, it's one of those things that I think all people should consider regardless of budget, because usually interior non-bearing walls and drywall are, are not expensive pieces of the puzzle and you can do a lot with them. And it just adds such a feeling of quality. You may, I'm sure you've been in homes like this and you may not 
have noticed or pointed it out, but it does, it does just feel different. Um, so yeah, these, these houses did a great, great job of that. And then one thing I'm seeing a lot in new floor plans that I really, really love is a prep kitchen. So it's a like preparing space right next to right off the kitchen, maybe not even hidden, but it has a secondary oven and, um, storage, maybe a second refrigerator as well. Um, especially the Katina home had a great one right off the kitchen. So if you're making Thanksgiving dinner, your whole family's over, usually people are gathered at that Island. That's where you're setting food. And so the, you're not, you don't have to have the Turkey in the range. That's right across from the Island. You can put that Turkey in the wall oven in your prep kitchen. And then it's just a lot better flow. So you're not walking in and out of all the people as you're checking the Turkey and the oven door is open and you're worried about the kids getting burned and everything. It's, it just, yeah, really lends for a nice use of space. Um, and then a couple, so I'll switch gears here from floor plans to features, just things I see. Um, I'm noticing a lot and I'm sure you guys have seen this all on house and Pinterest, but the, the painted cabinets that aren't necessarily a white color. So I'm seeing a lot of grays, a lot of off-whites, even going so bold as the, the blues and the greens. Um, absolutely love that look now. Um, and the Charles Cud home, they did something really interesting. They did a like a plaster range hood. So it was framed out and then a layer of plaster over it. Um, and it it was such a sharp and clean look because then it's it's all white kind of blends in, but also stands out in a way it's, it's hard to describe, but, um, that was, that was something that really caught my attention. I haven't seen that much and it was, it was a very, yeah, like I said, clean look. Um, the last thing I'll say on features, especially when I'm walking these high end homes. And I think, I think builders should consider this regardless of price range, because yes, the price tag can be high on these little things, but it gives so much. And that is hardware. Um, for your cabinet doors, your cabinet drawers, and your doors, the interior doors and exterior doors. Um, but the hardware matters so much. And especially like that might be the one tactile moment a client gets when they're walking your model home is spinning that door handle to open the door or pulling the drawer to open it. And when it, when it feels, when it feels quality, when it feels heavy, when it feels like there's real materials in there, it just makes such a difference. Um, especially like on the cabinets, the oversized hardware, um, yeah, get a, get a good designer and make sure you're getting the right colors and the right tones and the right materials on those. But, um, man, it can add so much. Um, and yeah, that was it for the weekend one. I will be, um, interviewing a couple of builders from the tour, um, as well as visiting some more homes the following weekends. Um, I did want to say as well, I'll be out um, this next week. So no episode Thursday or next Tuesday. So the next episode will be next Thursday. So be sure to tune back in for that. Like I said, some builder interviews and fun stuff. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you would like to reach out to me, have any questions for the podcast, the um, you can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, Facebook and Instagram are both at Burnham Design Co. B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. And then LinkedIn is just my name, Adam Steiner. Um, yeah, thank you again for listening. And thanks to Andrew Michael Metter for the music. 